Hello, and welcome to the Two Friends from College podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Matt. We use the podcast to discuss a wide variety of topics and encourage you to join us in the conversation. You can contact us on our Instagram page, Two Friends from College. Please feel free to message us there to suggest future topics or just to let us know what you thought about today's episode. Let's get started. All right, Matt, I know you've been living in D.C. for a while, and you have embraced alternative modes of transportation. So tell me about how you're getting around. Yeah, I mean, my transportation modes have changed drastically since I've started living in D.C. In When I'm in North Carolina and Tennessee, I feel like I was driving everywhere. I mean, even going to the, you know, the grocery stores, driving all the time, whereas now, I mean, over the past five years, I've really completely changed how I get it around, and I've really enjoyed it a lot, changing to more of a bike, and I mean, actually, in D.C., there's, like, so many different options as well, with you think about scooters and bikes, and I don't know, just, it's been fun changing how I get around and feeling like I'm a lot more, you know, understanding the city in a new way because of my change in transportation. How do, how do you normally get around in where, where you guys are? I mean, it's just, it's cars, it's SUVs, vehicles for um, everything. We also have kids, so driving somewhere on a motorcycle or, you know, anything else doesn't make much practical sense unless you're just going somewhere by yourself. However, uh, we did go to the playground recently. I have a battery-powered longboard. It's got, like, off-road tires on it, and we actually went to the playground. I rode it behind uh, my wife's SUV on the way there just because so I have that it's my only alternative right now but it's purely it doesn't have any real function it's just uh, for pleasure so I ride that around a lot do you have places nearby that you could walk to or bike to or scooter not scooter what would what, you just call your thing it's a skateboard a longboard or that you could longboard to is that something that like you would have in your neighborhood or your kind of community yeah, we're a lake community, so there's a couple of beaches that, you know, I could theoretically ride to. We actually have walked to one of the beaches that's um, pretty close to our house. So my oldest son will drive like a little battery-powered Jeep. What are they called? Power wheels or something? I don't know. Uh, he'll drive a little battery-powered Jeep, and we'll, you know, take a walk down to the uh, to the beach and he'll leave it in like the parking lot on the other side of the street. Valet parking? <laughs> well, he actually has a battery-powered tractor, which has been super convenient because we can just load it up with like all of our beach toys and we don't have to carry them, which is really nice. So we've done that. It feels like it's just so nice to get places, at least recently for me, it's been so nice to get places without a car and having to worry about parking. And again, I think it's a little bit to do with living in a city as well, where you can just, even if you want to go like three miles in D.C., it could take you like 20 or 30 minutes in a car. And it's just so painful. And the fact that you can, I can get pretty much anywhere in DC faster on a bike than I can in a car. It just is, um, I don't know. It feels like so freeing to not be tied to my automobile all the time. Yeah. I remember that from college. So it's <laughs> the podcast is called two friends from college. So Matt and I met, uh, we went to UNC Chapel Hill I remember because I lived off campus for the last three years and I had a parking pass. The car was like a burden a lot of the time. Like it was nice to have. It was, 
it was certainly nice to be able to go off campus to movies. I was the most popular person when, you know, there was a party or something to go do off of campus. But on campus, it was a significant burden because everyone else would be ready to just walk somewhere and I would be walking in the opposite direction of my car. But even if I went back and got it and met people where they were, the chances that there would be parking where I'd be allowed to park without paying or just being able to park at all was pretty limited. So I remember I had uh, bikes and skateboards in college. And you're right. It, it was so much easier to get around on that stuff than it was to get around in a car. I've also found for me that it's been a lot. It's a lot harder to to work out and stay fit and so the fact that i can make my commute into a like a fitness and kind of routine like with, with a bike or a run it's just been i don't know it makes it so much easier to get my actual like workouts into which is nice i get that it also sounds like something someone without kids would say because there's nowhere that i can go where i could just bring like my phone and <laughs> and a water bottle but yeah I I definitely agree. Like I remember just, you know, a backpack and riding my bike around and it was, it was super convenient. You could get pretty much everywhere you needed to go. You could cut across walking paths and you could ride on the road or sidewalks, a car, especially in like cities or when you only need to go a couple of blocks definitely feels more like an inconvenience than, for example, the, one of the reasons I got the electric longboard is because a lot of like youtubers that i followed that's where i saw them originally i saw a boosted board i wanted one of those for years i remember a lot of people in new york were really using alternative modes of transportation because they could weave in and out of traffic and whenever they got where they were going they didn't have to pay for a taxi they didn't have to get on a subway that was you know limited in the places that it could stop having a car is definitely more of a burden there because uh, there's nowhere to park it. And it actually just seems super convenient. So it makes a lot of sense living in D.C. that having a bike is probably a lot more convenient. Have you, have you ever seen or tried one of those like foldable bikes? I feel like there's people in D.C. and I'm sure a lot in New York where they'll use mass transit like the subway, but then for that final mile or whatever, they have their little bike that they can just unfold and get to work or get from the metro home. I've never tried one. There was a store downtown here that was basically like an electric vehicle store. So it had bikes and skateboards and all sorts of like assist vehicles. So I've ridden just like electric assist bicycles, but I've never seen one of those sort of convenient foldable ones. My wife actually used one of those electric bikes for the first time. In D.C., we have a lot of these bike shares and they now have electric bike shares as well. She was saying how incredible it was that she was able to get her like on a normal bike, like there's hills and stuff in D.C. So it's a little bit of work. But when you have an electric bike, it's pretty much like you're sitting on a little motorcycle, obviously not going the same speed, but you can just zip around wherever you want to go and you can still park it anywhere. You know, especially the bike shares, you don't have to lock them at an actual docking station anymore. You can just leave them wherever and uh, go about your way. It seems it's so freeing, I think, to have all these options which I didn't even really know existed back living in North Carolina or in in Nashville just it didn't even cross my mind to think about like oh let's grab a like bike downtown or let's hop on these little scooters or whatever it just it's like nope you gotta just we're going somewhere hop in the car off we go 
you kind of only had one option it felt like yeah i remember when i visited in when i visited you in dc like a year ago i was super excited just to ride scooters for the novelty of it i do remember realizing just how convenient having lots of different options were because if you're out after dinner or you're going to bars or you have something to drink and you don't you got there in a different way whereas after work whatever you wanted to go to another restaurant you wanted to go to another bar you wanted to meet friends somewhere you were going to concert like it seemed like the only option you had was to get a taxi which could be really expensive or if you were just wanting to go a couple of blocks you know there's like a minimum charge and so the convenience of just being able to like jump on a scooter or a or a assist bike and just have a convenient way to get a couple of blocks seems super nice and with your wife being able to ride the bikes with the electric assist makes a lot of sense because if you're going about your day or you're working or different from you you're not working out one of the problems with these with not having some sort of electrical assist is that you don't want to work up a sweat (laughs) before you like walk into something so that seems really convenient too Remember, I had one, like the best of both worlds, I guess, or I had a great option when I was my first house where I was living. It was on up a hill, so I could just bike downhill to work. So I'd arrive with zero work whatsoever. And then going back home was all uphill, so I could be all kind of gross and sweaty after the fact, but I'd be home, so I could just take a shower or do whatever it was. I didn't have to even worry about the whole like sweaty, gross thing, especially in D.C. where it's just a swamp. So the summer, even if you just step outside, you start sweating from all body parts yeah that's the other issue with like the last mile stuff if it truly is last mile like i think where the electric skateboards really took off was in like san francisco and in new york and they make a ton of sense there right like if cars really aren't even an option like a lot of people don't have a car at all so they're riding the subway and then they get off the subway and then they got to go a couple of blocks or in san francisco with those hills if you got to go a couple of a couple of blocks uphill, like you're going to be gross at the end of that. So having something that makes that really convenient makes a lot of sense. Can you actually get any speed going up a hill on some of those electric, like uh, your longboard? Or I know with some of those, some of the electric scooters really struggle uh, going up a hill. I feel like I can walk faster than some, but I guess it depends on the type and the brand and all that jazz. Yeah, it definitely depends. I, I don't, have a lot of experience. I have an Evolve board, which is really at the very top end of the electric skateboard market. So my board, all in all, costs somewhere around like $2,000. And it can go up a pretty significant hill, probably like a 30% grade. And it can still get up to like 15 miles an hour going uphill. So that thing can really climb. From a lot of the videos and reviews I've watched, quite a few of them are pretty impressive. Like they can get moving, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a number of them that would struggle for sure. I really do also enjoy this idea of being able to, especially when we were commuting to work. I know right now it's you know the middle of the pandemic. And so there's a lot of working from home, but when commuting to work, being able to turn that into some sort of a like fitness piece has been really big for me being able to bike. Like I'll, a lot of times I'll leave my work stuff at work and then I'll do a long bike on the way home or I'll run to or from the office. We luckily have a shower um, near our office as well. There's like a little gym with a shower. So being able to add that into my day has been really nice for me. Do you ever 
have you ever ever been able to in your current job being able to kind of get a workout at work or connect your your work to some sort of a workout never i've always wanted to um there's been times when i've thought about like how far i lived being able to bike to and from work would just be a, an awesome workout i still wear a suit to work and so the option is i either wear my suit um or i have to like pack it and change and so um, from a workout perspective, it just doesn't make any sense to like pack a suit in a backpack. It's just way too much work. And, and that was certainly earlier in my life. I don't live close enough to where that's like a realistic option or do I feel like the the ways I could get to work would be safe. The other issue there is that, again, I don't live in a city where like there's other options that I could take if for some reason like it's downpouring or unsafe or whatever on the way home. So no, it's never really been an option for me. However, I've just from uh, like I, I did have a motorcycle for a while and I definitely rode that from time to time when like I checked the weather or it was a casual Friday. I think the other piece of it is it's just it's just a lot more fun. Like cars, you're just cooped up like you're trapped in this little box and riding on a on a skateboard or a bike like you just you feel a little more free. You also just don't feel boxed into the lanes on the road you know there's just a little it just feels like you have more autonomy and it's just a lot more fun yeah definitely agree with that i think in the right environments it's also just significantly more convenient so i don't live in a city but we do have a nice downtown nearby and there's like an ice cream shop that we you know go to quite a bit and get like tubs of ice cream so i'll go make a run and I almost always go out for an ice cream run on my skateboard because it's pretty convenient to just carry the bag back. But what I found the very first time I got the board and I went to do that is that it's like a mile and a half away. But I actually found that the trip there and back was significantly faster than going in a car, which obviously can reach higher speeds. But being able to, to take overpasses or to you know, take sidewalks or cut th back through parking lots, which I'm doing not to like avoid stoplights, but just because it's more fun. But then also getting there and not having to park and get out, but just ride my skateboard right up to the door and walk in. It definitely makes sense to me how convenient and enjoyable it would be in a city where you're not, you know, one block away from the place that you're trying to go, but it still takes you five minutes sitting at a light for three turns and then trying to drive, find parking so stuff like that, I think it just makes it a lot more fun. One of the issues, though, you talked about going for like ice cream runs and things. Being able to carry stuff is always the big issue. Like the nice thing about a car is you have a trunk and a back seat. You can just like throw bags and things. I feel like one of the things that's really been it's really tricky though if you're trying to bike around places is how do you like actually carry and transport stuff. Yeah, you said you went to the grocery store. Yeah, I'll, I'll sometimes walk to the gro grocery store. When you actually have to carry lots of stuff, though, it just doesn't work. You have to use a car. Like, it's it's pretty difficult. And even people, there's a lot of people in D.C. that don't even have cars, and they'll use, like, they'll rent one of the zip cars or something like that whenever they have to go do groceries, just because that is, like, one of the major issues. Like, how do you carry stuff? Like, that's a problem. Absolutely. I, I would never try and go grocery shopping unless I was just going to pick up something small, and it was for fun. But you said you rode your bike to the grocery store here and there at the beginning, right? Yeah, I've done that before as well. One of the nice things 
some of the bikes will have like a, a nice basket in front so you can carry some stuff. Um, I often will have like a backpack that I'll wear if I'm trying to like go pick up stuff or go shopping for things. Um, but obviously like storage is pretty limited. That's for sure. I mean, on another note, we don't go grocery shopping anymore. We actually started getting gro- groceries delivered several months before the pandemic started. And I don't think we'll ever go back. Like we'll go into the grocery store for novelty. Or, I don't know here and there if we need to pick up something last minute, but we have sort of an Amazon esque service where we can just put in our grocery order and it gets delivered a couple hours later. And uh, I can't imagine life without it anymore. It's, it's so convenient. Definitely seems like a life upgrade. Yeah. This manager that I worked with a couple of years ago when we were pregnant with our, with our first son told me that I needed to do this and I didn't really believe her and I kind of looked into it, but it didn't seem like it was available in our area. And then a couple of years later when we were expecting our second son, we finally like just going to the grocery store with a young kid and like trying to schedule it in between his nap schedule. It just ended up that like half of one of our days on the weekend was pretty much orchestrated around trying to go grocery shopping. And it just started to feel more and more like a pain. And so finally we just like looked into how do we do this? It's, it's like Amazon, like you pay like a hundred dollars a year. And then as long as you meet a minimum price threshold on an order, everything is free, all the service fees and the delivery fees. And it's just a no brainer for a hundred dollars a year. I cut out what is like a two hour chore every week. Grocery shopping is by far one of my least favorite things to do. So that seems like a smart plan. I'm telling you, sign up. And especially in DC, if you have to, if parking is a pain or you have to rent a car just to go grocery shopping, it certainly seems like it'd be more cost prohibitive and time prohibitive to go rent a car to buy your own groceries than to just have them delivered. I think the pandemic has probably opened up a lot of people's eyes to these types of options. And I see that continuing to be a trend moving forward that more and more people are going to do for sure. A hundred percent. I should have bought more Amazon stock at the beginning of the pandemic because Amazon has always been a convenient idea, but they've always been so good with their delivery times. And then they had to hire like 150,000 people to try and keep up with the demand. The app that we use for getting our groceries delivered you can actually schedule it. Like you can pick a delivery time, like the next day, if you're like putting your order together at eight o'clock at night. Um, or you can just go like, Hey, deliver it as soon as possible. And typically it would come within two hours. And then when the pandemic hit, so many people signed up for the app that when most of the time there was no available, you couldn't get it immediately. And there was no available scheduled spots. But if you woke up at two in the morning and check the app, sometimes you could get these like released spots for two weeks in advance and that was the only option was to put in a grocery order two weeks in advance because it became in so such demand during the pandemic wow but they got it under control now i recommend you signed up and it leaves you more time and more ability to go on your alternative transportation (laughs) yeah no allows that would definitely allow me because that's the biggest issue is um that's definitely the biggest issue is is the shopping is I, where I see an issue, where I see a problem with, uh, you know, using bikes and scooters and other modes of transportation where the, the car is not usable. The other time I guess that a car really comes in big handy is is longer trips. So I do drive down to North Carolina periodically, and having a car, not having to rent a car, makes a big difference. 
that said, when living in a in a city, I am very I've been very excited with all of the uh, the other alternative forms of getting around that I can be pretty car free most of my time. Makes my day. Do you use any public transportation like subways or buses or anything like that, or is it primarily just like you using your bike and then other like scooter and rideshare bikes? For me, I'm like almost entirely bike. The buses are definitely an option as well. The metro, I mean, again, each city is a little different. DC metro, you kind of have to be, uh, it doesn't really necessarily access the entire city. So you have to be really um, close to a metro exit if you wanted to utilize it to its full extent, I think. Um, So because of that, buses are an option. But even so, the buses in DC, you can just pop your bike right on the front of the bike. There's like little racks for bikes still usable even if you're doing the biking around town thing. So I got my skateboard just, like I said, entirely for recreational use, but I did imagine that if I was in a city, it would be really convenient because it is really portable. Like you could bring it into where you work and just put it on the floor, prop it up against the wall, plug it in at your desk while you work, but it would be sort of combined with riding a bus or a train. And then it would be like, we talked about like your, like your last mile with having a bike. It's just less can, obviously you don't need public transportation in the middle, but it is less convenient. So when you ride it to work, do you just, you park outside or you bring it inside? I don't know whether you like work in a big city where you'd want to leave it on the street or. Yeah. I know one of the nice things in a lot of big cities, any parking deck they'll have, uh, they have to have a, a bike rack in the parking deck. And so those are free bike racks. I mean, you can just drive into the parking deck, park your bike there, which is great because if it's, you know, rainy or wet or, I mean, for me, sometimes I would bike to work, but then I would go meet up with someone after work for a drink or something. I'll just leave my bike parked in the parking deck where it's fairly safe. It's not on the street and uh, it's, you know, safe and protected from the wind and weather and rain. So that's a nice little uh, trick. If you don't know where to park your bike, find a uh, parking deck. There should be a there should be a bike rack in the parking deck. So is your primary mode of transportation to work your bike and you're sort of in this spot where like regardless of the conditions, you're going to ride your bike like you have a weatherproof backpack or you have a change of clothes at work? Or is it a decision each day just based on like the weather, whether you're going to drive or bike? No, 100% bike every day. So I'll, I have a change of clothes at work if I need, if I get rained on. One of the nice things about my work is I don't have to be a hundred percent like uh, camera ready. I need to. I'm able to have a button-down shirt I can throw on. I can wear a pair of jeans. I don't have to wear slacks and things. So I, it is more flexible for me to be able to come into work completely soaked and just you know put on a dry pair of jeans and a random collared shirt and just go about my day. Again, I don't have to wear a suit like you, which could change how I feel about biking in the rain. But at this point, yeah, it's kind of 100% bike. The car is really only for grocery shopping or really far trips out and about. What about in the winter? Like, is there a threshold at which point you need to, or are you bundled up and biking in the snow? Yeah, if the roads are too icy, I have to make a decision about how much my life is worth. But... (laughs) Other than that, like I'm, I'm pretty much just bundling up and going for it. What in DC as well? Like again, there are places that are way colder. Like I can't even imagine, you know, up in wherever Michigan or Maine or Montana. I don't know, 
but for there are definitely days where my hair will freeze slightly and it'll have to thaw out by the time I actually like and it work for an hour. But you know, How long that, is your that's life. No, it's not long. I mean, on a bike it can be 15 to 20 minutes. Your your hair is freezing underneath a helmet? Yeah, I mean, well, if I just hop out of the shower and hop on my bike, yeah, it happens. That is something that won't happen to you if you have a car cuz cars happen to have heaters <laughs> which uh are definitely a plus if you have wet hair in zero degree weather. But that said, yeah. still the bike is a, is a fun option and definitely I've enjoyed getting to use. Daycare would be would be hard to do at like you know twenty degrees outside with the car seat on the back of the bike. But yeah, well you just bundle them up, you know. Hope for the best. <laughs> it was fun as well when I was so I was in the Netherlands for a little while, and that's also this like super biking culture where everyone bikes to and from work. If you go out with friends, like you're hopping on bikes and things. Even like city to city in a lot of in the Netherlands, people are biking i just really fell in love with that biking culture there as well before i even came to dc and got my chance to live in a city where i could bike everywhere i know denmark is another one where it's a you know a huge biking culture and everyone uses bikes to get around but again those cities are also more set up for it as because i know that's one of the big issues as well you know dc there are some bike lanes drivers are not the best in dc they could be worse you do need a city that's kind of set up for it to make it safe and convenient. That's what I was going to ask you about because I think the other thing that's really nice about the cities that you were just describing is that they're really designed for alternative modes of transportation. There's some cities where there's basically like uh, walking paths and biking paths that like go over streets. So there's like dedicated alternative not lanes of transportation on the highway where cars are, but there's alternative, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not streets, but there's like paths. There's places where people can walk and bike and commute that are not the exact same as cars. So for me, I I really like riding the skateboard around, but I'd also really love to not always be, (laughs) like my only option is to ride on main streets. And I certainly try and ride in neighborhoods and things like that, but there's just really not a lot of, places to go where I'm not holding up cars or or kind of in the way but especially like older communities that have been around um, like in Europe and stuff where the transportation was like kind of largely defined before cars existed and there's still like a lot of options and it's pretty convenient or, or it's uh, sort of modeled around different modes of transportation I think that that's got to be a lot more fun because I while your biking is is good for you dc is still not a place that's really set up for things other than cars right yeah i mean i've only been hit a couple of times by motorized vehicles so once a car once a bus and then once was an errant newspaper all, <laughs> all three were survivable for the most part uh, have you been hit significantly hard uh the bus was more of just a hip check um i stayed on my bike itself the car was I was able to bike away from, but I, my bike bent a little bit. And then the newspaper, I was completely blindsided. Uh, it was just way too early in the morning to be hit in the face with a flying newspaper. <laughs> so well, you were you were, you were were moving in these vehicle collisions. Oh, yeah, totally. So you fell down off the, of the collision with the car. What happened with that? Like, they bent your bike. Did they pay for it? Did you have injuries? No, actually, I didn't. 
I didn't actually, um, I stayed on the bike itself. He, um, I think that I, I made a dent in his car and my bike just had a little bend. We kind of like looked at each other for a minute and then just kept going. <laughs> it was very strange, very surreal. I just like kept biking into work and I was like sat down like, oh, that was strange. I just got hit by a car, but we're okay. So that's great. So yeah, that happened. So no, I did not. There was no insurance, no of any of that. Do you think there's any more evolution? Um, like what we've seen in the past couple of years is these electric bikes, electric scooters, these rideshare programs. And like those things are really filling in gaps, right? Like there's cars, like personal, long distance transportation, and then there's public transportation, which can also be long distance or short distance. But then like a lot of those things that we're talking about, like the ride shares and electric vehicles, we're really filling in that quote last mile. Do you feel like there's any other gaps that we'll see innovation in? I, mean, I think as time goes on, it's going to be very different, like rural versus urban. I think for the cities, there's such a push for less cars and less traffic. I know DC is having a lot of elections, and one of the big talking points is about taxes, or not taxes, but uh, having to pay to be able to drive into the city to try to decrease the amount of cars and, and vehicles that are in the downtown area. And I think that as we get more and more people in cities and we get more and more you know cars, we're going to have this push the other direction, which we're already seeing, to try to get more people using public transit, using these ride shares and scooters and electric bikes. Five, ten years ago, there were a couple of big cities that maybe had a bike share system set up. But now I feel like most cities that I go to, there's some sort of bike share scooter system. I mean, even the Uber and Lyft and all of these are getting connected with them. And I see that continuing more and more, especially as there's a bigger and bigger push to decrease traffic and decrease cars, especially in big cities. I don't necessarily see the same in like rural settings, um, just because I think, like you said earlier, our kind of the cities were not made they were like made for cars. So it's being hard to kind of move away from that. But especially in big cities where you're trying to cut down on the numbers, I see just a continuing influx of other ways to get around and less reliance on cars. It makes a lot of sense. I saw a visualization one time of like a city block, like three lanes, cars stopped behind like a red light. And so there's, you know, like there's 45 cars and it's completely filling up the city block and they're like remove the cars and there's just 45 people standing on the street and then like you put them all together in one spot and then that's a bus right and it's just one bus sitting in the middle of this empty street and then you know same sort of visualization between like what if like we've already seen incentives for carpool lanes and stuff like that half the cars if people are trying to share rides or ubers or things like that but bikes skateboards alternative modes that really like clear up the congestion to me the congestion is such a issue as well just because i feel so much happier when i don't have to deal with congestion like my entire day is happier when i don't have to be in traffic and so being able to bike or run or scooter like i'm not dealing with traffic and it just i'm a happier person because of it hands down yeah there's something about like continuing to move that's just really satisfying waiting in lines like waiting is one of the most frustrating things and traffic is is just that it's waiting right it's far more satisfying to 
I remember having a conversation with my, my cousin one time and we were trying to figure out how to get back to campus. And there's this main road, which is the most direct way. And he turned off on this side road. I was like, where are we going? And he's like, well, that road's always backed up on traffic. And I was like, yeah, but this is going to take you like forever. Like this is going to take us 10 more minutes. And he said something to me that like, I'll never forget, which is, which was, yeah, but I'd much rather just drive for 15 minutes than sit in traffic for five minutes. Like it's just a lot more enjoyable to just drive until I get there. And he was totally right. Like, and I think about that all the time. Like if you could avoid traffic, I would take a longer route because it's just so frustrating to sit there and watch lights turn green and red over and over again. And you're right. I haven't really enjoyed that when I go on like my joy rides. Um, just like when I'm like coming up on a big line of traffic, I'm not trying to get anywhere in particular. So I'll just pull off the road and like ride through parking lots or side streets or wherever because like it's not about the destination so i'm just going to avoid the traffic and it's super satisfying so i imagine that that's probably really nice riding the bike too yeah and especially in a dc which is super small the fact that i can be constantly moving and probably get there faster than the car because of not dealing with the traffic makes it a no-brainer for for me and obviously it'd be a little different if it was in a more rural location where the car would be legitimately way faster but in a big city, it's not really that much faster. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed it. I remember, so it's explaining a little bit more about us. So we met running track in college. And I remember going on training runs and like running around campus and cars that are trying to get through campus like during the day, we'd, we'd be running along a sidewalk and we would run by a car for 10 minutes like we'd be taking the same direction that a car would go and of course like we're like halfway down the block or halfway to the next stoplight and the car comes flying by and then they get stopped at the stoplight again and then they turn and we catch them at a crosswalk and you could just as easily make it all the way across campus going on a jog faster than a car that actually has to drive through and i remember being really frustrated because I would go to campus and I would walk around campus and that was actually a really like satisfying thing to do. So I'd like walk one direction through campus, listen to music or whatever. And then I would get to my car and I'd basically take the exact same path back the other direction. And it would just be this really infuriating trip <laughs> to do the exact same trip in the car because I'm just constantly stopping and waiting for people like me five minutes ago crossing the street and holding up traffic yeah so what do you think it is why is it so much more enjoyable is it is it just the fact that you're not in traffic is it the fact that you're like open air and you're not like cooped up in a box yeah i mean i think for me it's all those things right the fact that i can get around and not be reliant on a car which i need to find parking for you know pay for parking for the fact that i don't have to sit in traffic i can kind of i can be free to kind of go wherever i want to go and for me the fact that I'm feeling like I'm getting some exercise and fitness rather than just, you know, doing my commute is definitely led me to really enjoy this kind of lifestyle of this carless lifestyle. Again, it's not for everybody and it's obviously not possible for everyone depending on where they are and who they have with them. But um, for me, it's been pretty a pretty big change over the past couple of years living in the city.
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please come back or tell someone about it. Give us feedback or message us on our Instagram page, Two Friends from College. Feel free to suggest future topics or let us know what you thought of today's episode. We hope you will join us again. Later.